Please continue to hold. Your call is important to us. Hey, you've reached Johnny. Welcome back. Um, we are here with my friend Megan Austin. She and I, no shocker, uh, met at Soul Cycle. <laughs> uh you know glory days of my life and uh yeah so she's here she's uh we both have since left soul cycle um and she went off to do bigger and better things you know getting things done with her life moving forward in the right direction megan tell us what you've been up to what's been going on what's happening um so i left soul cycle at the same time johnny did at the height of the pandemic And then I actually was crazy enough to go get a job at a hospital. So I've been working in the middle of a pandemic at a hospital around here since. A true hero. August. (laughs) I'm not that important, but I want to be a nurse. So it was a really good step in the right direction to kind of, you know, like Johnny said, take that next step. And kind of have a big girl job sometimes I miss our glory days but (laughs) it's been you know it gets gets the job done it's been a really cool experience kind of seeing firsthand what it's like to work in that environment especially during a time like COVID watching you know the trials and tribulations of like what happens each day and I've gone through periods of time where we've had five COVID patients in the hospital to over 70. So it's like just watching, you know, the ups and downs and the highs and the lows and how people's moods changes and watching their loved ones say goodbye for the last time. Like it's been quite an experience, but it's really heartwarming at the same time to be like, you know what, that's going to be me someday actually working, actually really helping these people. Cause yeah, I work there now, but I'm not like a nurse or anything. So, you know. But it's been been good. How has it been working as a newbie at a hospital? Do they like appreciate your presence? Are they like annoyed by you? Um, Combination. So my job is basically only there because of COVID. So when people walk in, I'm the person that's like, hey, how are you? And then I have to ask them like, do you have any of these COVID symptoms? Have you been exposed and take their temperature? Um, So as a whole, I kind of am an annoyance to them, Um, especially now, not so much because I've been there for seven months. So they know who I am. I know who they are. It's more of like a flow. But in the beginning there, you know, medical professionals are very, they're there to do their duty. They don't really like to like beat around the bush type of thing. So having someone there that's new and, you know, they can tell not that I was unsure of myself, but it's a hospital, you know, I'm this like, at the time I was 21, like just just starting out. And so they can kind of sense that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of that type of situation. Um, Just my job as a whole is annoying to medical professionals, but I think the more that we get to know each other, the more comfortable everyone becomes with each other. So now it's fine. But when it started, it was definitely, it was definitely nerve wracking, you know, and hearing like, my first week we had like three code blues and four code grays and hearing it over the loudspeaker just thinking like wow you know that's really going down 200 yards from where I am right now was really weird 
And what is, what is, what are those two things? What's code blue? What's code gray? Um, so code blue is cardiac, like difficulty breathing type of mm. thing. Like they need extra assistance or like, um, basically you got to get to them stat, like whatever's happening. It's kind of like a medical emergency. And then code gray is any patient that is getting overly aggressive, like the nurse or the CNA or the doctor needs extra help making sure that the situation stays safe for everyone involved. That's crazy. So you've had yeah. to deal with that a couple of times. Yeah, we've had to deal with it. We've had, um, like we've had people pass out right in front of us. So we've had to call like mobile response before people have come down because they can't like their visitors can't even come up or we've seen because you know people come in I don't work in the emergency department but people come into us thinking that our entrance is the emergency department so you do see sick injured people from time to time mm-hmm. and there's you know been people who are so stricken with grief that they can't even stand and you have to you know get them a wheelchair and take them out that way so there's definitely been even not working on the floors, there's been a lot of things that I've seen that have been really eye-opening. Right. Right. That I, okay. So the first thing that I think about when you tell me these stories is, um, we've talked about before you being an empath or like being able to feel like people's emotions pretty strongly, um, similar to me, but how is that? I mean, I feel like in one, like in some ways you kind of have to be an empath to work in that environment. Yeah. And on the other hand, it's like, how, how do you cut that off when you come home? Do you like, are you, do you have a good separation of like work and home or like, what's that like? I think sometimes I do. And sometimes I don't, um, I, because I don't work on the floors, I think it's a little bit easier for me to separate. Like I see these people coming in and I see them leaving. Mm -hmm. And while I do see like true emotions with them, I don't really get to see them with their loved ones. So I think it's a little bit easier to separate it. But there's been a few times that organ donation teams coming and I've seen the loved ones walking down. Like it just, those ones are really hard to leave. And you leave, like I leave almost every day exhausted because you see Mm -hmm these people are coming in, they're nervous, they're excited, they're sad, they're coming to say goodbye, they're coming to check their loved ones in to a surgery, and they can't sit with them, so they have no idea what's going to happen, and it's like, yeah, I can kind of separate it, but you just, I leave every day exhausted, because you just take in so much, so like, yes and no, there are certain stories that definitely impact me significantly more than others, Mm -hmm. so you know, yes and no. (laughs) I, I can't, um, I, cause I, I have, I have, you know, friends and family in the, in, you know, the medical field and they just like explode sometimes with like rage and anger and fear. And I just wonder if that's kind of your similar experience. Um, to an extent, yes. Like if I'm being completely honest, when I got vaccinated, I kind of like loosened up a little bit, mm-hmm. but when I know that there's people even now still that I see them like every single night they're going out to dinner and they're going to get drinks and they're going like to Mexico or on vacation to LA like it's really frustrating and almost for me it's more frustrating from a healthcare perspective like yes you're putting your life on the line but for me it's almost like I watch these nurses come in that work 17 days in a row 
Right. And they run codes 17 days in a row. And I'm like, you, you have no respect for these people's jobs. Like these men and women are running themselves to the ground, past the ground there. I don't know. I'm not even sure if some of them, there will be a point of return. I think some of them have just barreled right past it. Um, but it's like, you don't, you don't need to go get drinks every single night. You know, like I'm, I'm fine. You know, like if you want to go get lunch with your friends, like one or two times in three or four months, by all means, do you, that's totally fine. I get it. We're creatures of social life, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. but it's yeah. really frustrating seeing these people every single day that just have absolutely no regard for what people, not even people. Cause you know, yes, what these patients are going through is awful and it's horrifying and they come out forever changed. But I think a lot of people forget. So do the people that are caring for them. Mm-hmm. Like they might not be sick, but they're exhausted. And the emotional trauma that they go through every day is so far gone. Like it just, you've got to remember those people too, when you're out and about doing whatever you might be doing. Totally. It's, I mean, I can imagine that that leads to a lot of PTSD, a lot of trauma. I mean, it's like being in a battle zone. Yeah. Like it's nuts. And your hospital is uh, in Contra Costa County, right? Which is like supposedly like smaller than some of these bigger areas. So if you're seeing that amount of patience and that amount of stuff going down, I can't even imagine. It was really scary when we hit the point in the, what was that time? Like the post- Thanksgiving post Christmas when it was really bad. Yeah. Yeah. I think we had over 70 positive COVID patients in our hospital at one time, over 70. And the nurse to patient ratio in Contra Costa County, I think is like one to three or one to four. And so that means that there's, there has to be what almost 20 nurses on the floor every single day to care for these people. It's like, we don't have 20 nurses to put on the floor every single day. No one does. No hospital has that. Well, not to mention the amount of times I bet nurses have had to like not come to work because they've probably contracted the disease as well. Yeah. There's definitely been some people that I've talked to that said, yep, our whole family, we all went through it. We all had it. I'm back now, but you know, we're really lucky that I even am back now, you know, Mm -hmm. and of being able to have like, I guess the worst case scenario be your first case. (laughs) Um, Honestly, I don't think I would have changed it. I think Mm -hmm. while it is frustrating from time to time and while it is tiring, getting to watch these medical professionals at the height of their talent and their skill and their profession has been, I would never change that. Like they, I don't think, these people are amazing nurses. Take the pandemic away. They're amazing nurses, doctors, respiratory therapists, whatever. But watching them step up to the plate, like truly step up to the plate and do what they need to do has, oh God, I wouldn't trade that probably ever. It's like that, what they're doing is what I want to do, you know? Right. Like they're, it's top of the line care. It's top of the line caring for others the way they care for each other the way they care for their patient like when I think of nursing that's what I want to be not not just you know 
off and on, you get the occasional hard patient, whatever, like I want to go in there every single day and make sure that the care is at the highest caliber that it can be at. And I think that COVID has really forced a lot, not forced for a lot of people, you know, it's natural, but I think COVID has really forced that the caliber of medicine has gone from here to here all the time, instead of, you know, when they're not all the time. Some people's first experience in the hospitals. (laughs) I feel bad for these baby nurses and baby CNAs that come in and they're just it's zero to a hundred. So, you know, there's no trial period when <laughs> yeah. you're throwing yourself into this unit that's completely on isolation lockdown that, you know, right. your patients are touch and go all day. There's no trial period. You're, you go and you don't stop. And that's how it is for them, which is kind of sad. But I think at the same time, I would hope anyways, that when they look back on it, while it will be traumatizing, they like, look how much you learned, mm-hmm. you know? So I hope it's, while it is an awful experience, I hope that the skills and the things that they learn can be something that they remember positively about this experience, you know? Yeah. More than I thought, that. I thought jumping into retail during the holiday season was hard. <laughs> <laughs> can you I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Oh God. Honestly, though, that's a different beast. Like healthcare, (laughs) healthcare is hard. It is hard. It's exhausting. And then there's retail. Oh God. That's a whole different, whole different boss. It's it's very different. (laughs) But But, a lot, uh, the funny thing about working in healthcare, which I didn't, to be honest with you, while it might sound naive, I didn't really think that a lot of it was customer service, but a lot mm-hmm. of it is customer service. Yeah. And I didn't really realize that. So it's kind of funny to me. I see myself saying the same things that I might've said to someone as a front desk at Soul Cycle. I say the yeah. same things to someone walking into the hospital. So that's been also a really weird thing to realize. <laughs> is it, is that helpful though? Like having customer service under your belt for that reason? Oh, yes. I watched, <laughs> I watched it's funny, and I know you get this because we've both experienced it. It's funny watching myself and my coworkers who have like deep dive customer service experience, like we dealt with some next level things <laughs> versus the people who don't. Yeah. And, yep. you know, they get frazzled. They get really upset when someone is mean to them. They don't know how to handle, you know, not even a tricky situation, but someone with attitude type of thing. Yeah. It's not as easy for them to process. And then my coworkers and I who have that, we're just like, you over the head, like <laughs> on, uh, next, come over here. We'll take you. Like it just, it's definitely a very good tool to have. Yeah, I bet. Cause I mean, the end of the day it is customer. Well, I guess well, not customer facing, but it is people facing. So yeah. you do have to deal with people on it. That's like the prime primary part of the job is dealing with yeah. people. So yeah. Well, that's good practice. So yeah. I'm glad you had that under your belt. Thanks, so cycle. Um, yeah, thanks a lot. And also, like some sort of idea of like, oddly enough, patient dealing because of the scares that we've had at Soul Cycle. Literally, no, literally. Like. Um, you know, cats out of the bag. But um, so people do come out of the Soul Cycle Studio if you've ever gotten to a Soul Cycle class or any sort of spin class. Um, we are, um, quote, 
trained on CPR. <laughs> Heavy emphasis on the quotes. <laughs> we um quote go to CPR training. Um, and that is because if somebody were to come out of the studio and like needs attention, like we would know how to properly deal with it. I have to be honest, I knew I wasn't cut out for any sort of healthcare, any sort of whatever, because CPR was just like, that shit is just not this, not up my alley. But Megan has some pretty crazy stories and she's always been a beast when it comes to <laughs> CPR and like, get out of my way. I got this. Tell us, tell us a time that SoulCycle has trained you for the medical field. <laughs> oh, my favorite story I think ever we had she was a new writer and I don't even she had made it actually now that I remember this I think she had made it a little over halfway through the class and for those who don't know the class is 45 minutes and she comes out I'm working with one of my who is still one of my best friends and both of us want to be nurses mm-hmm. so she runs out the two of us run over (laughs) the two of us run over she's like I don't feel so good I had a pretty big brunch before this (laughs) and immediately her and I are like okay here we go like and so you know we bring her over to the table use your skills get down to her eye level we get her a cold towel put it on her forehead whatever and that day I was the acting manager. So I had gone to get, when someone comes out of class, you have to get, what did we call them? A witness report or whatever. Oh yeah. Something like that. Like a writer so incident to, report. Yeah, When someone comes out of class, you have to have them sign an incident report to make sure that they're, you know, conscious enough to sign one basically. And I had gone to get it. And as I was walking around the corner, I just heard guttural vomiting noise and I was like oh please and I walk around the corner and this girl bless her soul had projectile vomited when I say all I mean all over (laughs) the lobby she vomited on the water fountain on the wall behind the water fountain on the ground going in towards the bathroom and I walk in the bathroom and she's over the toilet puking then she turns around is coming out the other end like (laughs) I was like poor girl okay all right and I was working at the time with like four other of our coworkers who were very young like Mm -hmm. 16 17 18 type of young and I was like they're gonna be no help because when I was, I always knew I wanted to be in the healthcare field, but when I was 17, if I had to deal with someone projectile vomiting, I would not have done it. <laughs> and they, their response, which is fine because everyone responds differently, was to laugh so hard that they were literally like rolling around on the floor laughing. Oh, no. And I was like, <laughs> okay, all right, okay. So I literally took them shoved them into the closet I was like shut up if you're gonna laugh go in the closet shut the door (laughs) and then I checked the clock there is three minutes before the class gets out there is puke all over god forbid the illusion is shattered (laughs) this poor woman is so sick in the bathroom like making these just like guttural noises I've never heard before (laughs) so we had to like in three minutes we cleaned up more puke than I'd ever seen in my life and like I sat with this woman 
And so did my friend and we just were like, you know, what can we get you? Like, I know you're in pain, but like, we're kind like in the nicest way possible. Be like, we're going to need to like, get this moving. Type <laughs> thing. Like, we're going to need this bathroom, ma'am. <laughs> well, and I think it was, I want to say it was a Saturday or a Sunday. And you oh, know, those so are very busy days. So we yeah. were looking to transfer from like a Frankie 1045 to the next like Sumner 1145 type of thing like it was going to be a it was going to be a full packed lobby yeah which if 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 anybody doesn't know that's like about 54 to 56 people fit in one class and then you add in like staff that's already like about 60 people and then you have another group of like 50 to 60 people coming in so you have possibly at one time close to 60 70 people like in the vicinity so <laughs> even more than that yeah. like when the class comes out and one class goes in yeah we've probably had like 85 people in that lobby at one time before <laughs> probably God. but yeah so it gets it gets really packed and you know if there's a if there's a stall I, like people don't care if someone's sick in a stall they're mostly like hello can I pee before I go to class like, <laughs> somebody get this woman out of here <laughs> like they don't care the people don't care no but we do and so it was more just like how are we going to care for this woman but run class at the same time and mm-hmm. for me and I think for my friend also that was a big win for us especially for me because you know when you're a nurse you can't if someone pukes everywhere, you can't sit with them for the next 20 minutes and let the puke sit there. You know, you have to clean it up, treat them, get to your next patient. And for us, that was like, wow, we really did that. We managed to clean up the puke. We got her situated and we even actually got her like out the door and got her a ride home before the class even got out. Nice. And so we Solid were just win. like, we, for me, I was a, cause I have, if we're being honest, I have a lot of like trauma, PTSD around like puke and stomach issues. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that was huge to be able to, you know what, like take a deep breath. I'm taking control of this situation. I'm going to clean this puke up, take care of this woman, get her out, go. Yeah. Wow. You conquered your fear of bodily functions that day. I did. I really did. And ever since then, honestly, it hasn't been as bad. So I guess I just really needed to clean up some projectile vomit on a Sunday. (laughs) Yeah, it was all divine intervention. It's fine. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah, I'll take it. You know what? Were you You there? No, my guardian angels kind of have it out for me sometimes. So (laughs) yes, they do. They love playing practical jokes on you, sis. Were you there that one time that that like a younger girl like passed out in the lobby and we like actually had to call emergency services? was not but I heard the story and I cut not to sound like a morbid a-hole but I kind of wish I was there but I was not unfortunately yeah I mean I would assume like for you it's more like more experience or like I want to be like in the room so I know like what I what to deal with if that ever happens yeah I can't remember who was there but I remember somebody came out um it was like a younger girl and she had I guess she like hadn't eaten much that day and um she had she had come out like pretty early on in the class so it wasn't that that bad but um yeah she had come out she looked like pretty faint so we you know tried to get her I mean we're allowed to give people you know 
apple juice or whatever if they request it like if they're like lightheaded or something so I think we gave her that and like some water and um she was just like hanging out she's like I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine so we like just kind of kept an eye on her you know made her fill out the incident report and then all of a sudden she like gets up to go to another part of the lobby and she literally just like falls on the floor and again like I that is not my deal I don't I can't (laughs) I wish (laughs) you know what if I was like completely by myself I would have no choice but to like deal with the situation but because my managers were there I was like look I know I've been CPR trained I but I don't want this to land on me if something happens to that girl so I like went and grabbed my managers and like they're the ones who like dealt with her but I had I had to we had to call 911 and like they came and she didn't want to go with them she literally refused to go to the emergency services with her with like even though she came back to consciousness like once they got there and she was like no I'm fine and she waited outside for her mom she was like please don't call my mom (laughs) that was the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life she literally could have possibly the the um the what are they called EMTs right they were like no like you really should come with us like you like fell pretty hard like you're pretty lightheaded you're like coming and, in and out of consciousness like and she was yeah. like no my, my mom will take me to the hospital it's fine it's fine and we should also add the floors in the soul cycle lobby are concrete so this literal girl concrete. Fell a concrete floor <laughs> literal concrete and as soon as I I'm <laughs> laughing now because it's like I'm so dumb <laughs> like I'm trained for this but this was also towards the end of my like stint there so I also was like look I I can't be putting this much effort into stuff. Like I know, like, especially when managers who get paid more than me are here. So I was like, you guys have to come. Like she fell, like blah, blah, blah. And because I, yeah, because at the time, like when she first came out, I had told my managers and I feel like I didn't get that much of a reaction out of them. So it was kind of, because it was kind of like normal thing. Yeah, right, right, right. So it was kind of like, okay, if you guys are okay, then I'm okay. Like everything's fine. Yeah. And then as soon as more things started to happen, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> you guys, so you guys are going to have no. to take over. You guys are going to have to take over. Like, no, this is <laughs> this is too much. If and something happens just, to her. It's crazy how many people don't accept medical help. Like, I know crazy. she's embarrassed. If I would have passed out when I was like 16 too, I probably would have been mortified. Yeah, but, of course. Like, girl these EMTs are here to help you you know like my boyfriend as you know is an EMT and it's just crazy the amount of times that people are like getting car accidents or you know fall down the stairs no I'm good I'm good I don't want to go I'm good and I get I get um also too like the whole expense aspect of it like I understand why some people would refuse it for expenses yeah um but you're at soul cycle and <laughs> I feel like you might be okay and you're in Walnut Creek so. yeah. like not to make assumptions but <laughs> to make assumptions you're but, good you know <laughs> our uh, our job was pretty um exclusive to one type of person so <laughs> unless you were us these broke bag mountains that literally were like, that's, that's why we started working there yeah <laughs> anyway 
Well, thank you, Megan, for coming on and talking with me and doing this with me. It was good talking to you again. Yes, it was. I'm so, ex- well, was, am so excited to be on. Thank you so much for allowing me to be on. Of course. Are you kidding? <laughs> I guess he lives on. Yeah, I'm going to have to uh, circle back to you guys when I'm in like second season, third season, because I'm going to run out of people. Hey. So, <laughs> we'll definitely have to circle back. All right. Well, thank you. Is there anything going on? Anything you want to plug? Your LinkedIn? Are you looking for a job? <laughs> your, your Insta? You want us to, you know. My Insta is a, I don't even know what my Insta, you know, those like seventh grade Instagram names you made and it was like, blah 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 what is okay let's see it's your sn what's your sn it's underscore m-e-g-g-a-a-n-n-n really extra <laughs> love that <laughs> love that for you you can also look her up megan austin yeah, i think that's also that's simpler a... <laughs> um are you on tiktok are you i don't make that i actually have been trying not to watch it as much because it i just don't have five hours to dedicate yeah, to it yeah. a day anymore um you're lucky so no but we're working on it <laughs> great great awesome well thanks Megan I will talk to you soon and I will talk to everyone else next week